Good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, Angela Yee. Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. Good morning. What's happening? That's right. It's the weekend. It is definitely the weekend. I'm glad you're looking at it like that. We have to add another day to the weekend. I think a two-day weekend should be a thing of the past. We need at least a three-day weekend. Let's start on Thursday. If it was up to me, we'd have Monday off. But, you know, let's start now. I always used to feel like Friday was a throwaway day. Like, come to work on Friday, you really just thinking about getting off work. So, you know, Thursday's kind of the weekend. If more people adopted that mentality, then they probably would... uh, Start cutting Fridays from the schedule. <laughs> Remember <laughs> summer Fridays? The planet, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Summer Fridays where people, you, would, you would have off on every other Friday or what businesses would do is they would shut down like around one and let you get off early. They should. I think people would be more productive if uh, we had a, another day added to the weekend. Mm-hmm. I really do. And just to put it out there, you know, even though it is March, what's today's date? March 10th. They're saying mm-hmm. there's going to be uh, snowstorms across, uh, and it could be a bomb cyclone as the snow is moving across the United States. They said there's going to be up eight, up to eight inches of snow in Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, uh, maybe maybe uh, snow. The snow wants to get one last hurrah in before springtime because spring starts on the twentieth in ten days. Actually, March twentieth is the first official day of spring uh, in, in these United States of America. They're saying Alabama, so. Mississippi could see snow. They're saying some snowflakes could mix in with the rain in Louisiana. It feels one last hurrah. Late for this, but whatever. It's, it's Jack Frost. Jack Frost wants one last hurrah before he's uh packing it up for the spring. That's all. You know, you so have ten, one, like I said, ten days till springtime. You'll have one nice day, and then you'll be like, "All right, good, spring is here." And then the next day, it'd be super cold again. But yes, so again, I always tell you guys what's happening with the weather because I know people will be moving around doing things. So make sure you're paying attention. Uh, to what is happening with the weather because a lot of flight cancellations. My homegirl came in from Miami yesterday. She said her flight was delayed three hours. So just add that on. Mm -hmm. And what we got in front page news, G? Well, you'll be happy to hear, maybe, that the Biden administration is canceling over $6 billion in federal student loan debt. And we'll talk about cryptocurrency and what Joe Biden is uh, doing right now as far as a federal strategy on cryptocurrencies. And uh, also, man, our good brothers, speaking of cryptocurrency, speaking of speaking of currency in any form, our good brothers, Earn Your Leisure, will be here this morning. Mm-hmm. And they are bringing a special guest named 19 Keys. Okay. And all of those brothers will be giving out free jewelry in the form of financial literacy this morning. So if you're a fan of the Earn Your Leisure podcast, uh, if you're a fan of 19 Keys, uh, join us this morning here on The Breakfast Club. Let's start the show, damn it. 
Yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is off today, but it's time for front page news. Yee, what we got? All right, well, the Biden administration is canceling over $6 billion in federal student loan debt, so thousands of people will soon be free of student loan debt. There were some issues with this program, Public Service Loan Forgiveness, and they said they created this about 15 years ago with the intention of helping borrowers who worked in education, healthcare, emergency services, and more, but they did expand the program back in October. It was so confusing, though, that a 98% denial rate for applicants was what happened. And so now they're saying this temporary changes allow borrowers to receive credit for loan repayments that originally didn't qualify. So now there's about 100,000 people who are eligible. And so that's going to total about $6.2 billion in student loan rates. I mean, it still looks complicated to me because you got to meet so many different requirements. You got to work full time for an eligible public service, a nonprofit employer. You got to enroll in an income driven repayment plan and make at least 120 monthly student loan payments. Then after meeting the eligibility eligibility requirements, the remaining balance of your federal student loans will be forgiven. Like it's, it still looks hella complicated to me. Yeah, they said about altogether 550,000 borrowers would benefit from this updated program. But he still has some campaign promises to fulfill, like canceling at least $10,000 of student debt per borrower. So that still yeah. has to happen. And they say even for, for what you was just talking about, the uh, the public the, uh, public service loan forgiveness, you got to go to the U.S. Department of Education, fill out a limited waiver, and then the limited waiver will allow you to count previous payments to help you meet the 120 monthly payment requirements. Like, it's... It, it still looks complicated, super yeah, complicated. Yeah, they say people who thought they weren't eligible before or denied might be are eligible. Some people, so I don't know. All right, and Joe Biden also has is going to be signing an executive order today, establishing the first ever federal strategy on cryptocurrencies. So they're exploring a digital currency operated by the U.S. Central Bank. They said this executive order is centered around six priorities, consumer and investor protection, financial stability, illicit finance, U.S. leadership in the global financial system, and economic competitiveness, financial inclusion, and responsible innovation. They said this will also help the government make markets fairer and more transparent and support responsible innovation that could result in a substantial benefit for the nation's consumers and businesses. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. I don't know what that means okay. for the existing cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solano, all of those. So I don't know how that well, will be affected. But that's global. Well, this is a U.S. backed uh, cryptocurrency. Yeah, we got, and like I said, we got the good brothers of Earn Your Leisure and 19 Keys coming in uh, later this morning. And they're going to they gonna break all that down. All right. And Better.com workers found out that they were laid off because they got their severance checks ahead of schedule. So this was a, a bit of a mishap that occurred after, you know, they fired 900 employees during a Zoom call. Then another round of layoffs happened and some workers got a severance check before getting any type of additional context or notice from Better.com executives. So I guess they got their check a little early and that's how they found out when they received their severance check that they no longer work there. Got can, you. Can you imagine? All right. Well, that is your front page news. You know, that was real quick, too. I'm thinking, I, I wonder, does Ukraine have to jump through all those hoops to get that $13.6 in military and humanitarian assistance that uh, the House passed for them yesterday? Because it feels like, you know, it's easier for them to get that money than it is for the, the, the students that are in debt here in America. But uh, whatever. Man, I was, watching them, um, I was watching Russia bombing ho a children's hospital and maternity ward. 
I mean, it mm-hmm. is disgusting what they're doing over there for innocent people when they're saying that this is not about civilians and they're bombing children's hospitals, children dying. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that yep. is your front page news. And tell them why you're mad is up next. No, not tell them why you're get mad. It get your it chest. off your chest. Yes, get it off your chest because, uh, you know, if you have something that you're upset about and you want to get off your chest, you can call up and do that. But if you want to tell us why you're blessed, why you wanna, if you want to tell us why you're blessed, black, and highly favored, you can call and do that too. Uh, 1-800-585-1051. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. I'm telling. I'm telling. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is off today. Who is this? Hey, this is DK. DK. DK, get it, off, get it off your chest, brother. No, I want to tell y'all while I'm blessed, man, I'm drug free. This time last year, I don't know where I was at, but right now God put me in the right place. I work from home in my drawers. Like, life is good right now. From home in your drawers, what you be doing? Uh, I do customer service for Verizon. I be doing people bills and stuff. So you don't even put pants on when you're making these calls. You just be in your drawers. Don't need to. My mind is what they need. They don't need to see what I got going. I'm but just I'm wondering. <laughs> let, let, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's 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 give people a little a little roadmap because you said you was on you know drugs last year, and I love to hear other people's testimony because other people's testimony can help somebody else. So what were you on, and how did you get off? Bro, I was on anything and everything, like anything that was making me feel what I wasn't trying to feel, like. It just wasn't a good space, but, like, I I just woke up one day and I just was done. Like, I just prayed to God to take the taste out of my mouth, and that's exactly what he did. So I just don't even crave it. I just thank the Lord every day for where I'm at right now, man. I just, I don't know what else to say. I'm blessed right now. I love And that's hear beautiful. It. Were you going through something? Were you going through any type of a trauma or some grief that caused you to get on drugs? Uh, a little bit of everything, you know, coming out the closet, you know, just meeting the wrong people. I mean, my own choices, too, because I had responsibility and I can't put that on everybody. Like, it was my fault, too, but, like, I'm on the big and better things. Man, I'm glad you got the healing you deserve, my brother. I appreciate that. I want to thank y'all. Listen to y'all every morning. It's so crazy I got through. Like, I'm just, like, spazzing out right now. All right. You are blessed. You got your underwear on right now and that's it? (laughs) Angelie, you right, though. Yes, man. I got a rope (laughs) on. I got a rope. All right. Well, thank you, DK. Love, King. Hey, can I get some black excellence? Can you get some black excellence? How do you get black excellence? You know how. Nah, like you know some of your some of your stuff, some of your merchandise. Oh, oh some cool. bo- oh some books. Yeah, I'll send you. I'll send you. Um, I send you Anita Kopak, Shallow Waters. I send you Dr. Rita Walker, the Unapologetic Guide, uh, the Black Mental Health. And if I got some more Tamika Mallory State of Emergency, I'll send you that too, brother. Y'all the realest. I want to thank y'all again. All right, DK. Yeah, stay, stay on hold so we can get your information. All right, hello. Who's this? This Angel, that's Charlamagne. What's going on? Angel Dust? <laughs> angel, just Angel. angel. Oh, just hey Angel. There, okay, good morning, Angel. Get What's it off your chest, on, sir. Man. Good morning, Angel. Man, I, I, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? And, and, and I wanted to get something off my chest, and it was just ironic. God made it a way for me to get this call through, to get through to you all, because I'm a truck driver, man, and right now it's scary out here for truck drivers. I'm my own operator. And I just passed the pilot. Fuel is at five seventy-five a gallon. Oh yeah. Lord have mercy. But I also scrolling through YouTube, happened to pull up a message. Charlemagne, you may have listened to it. Bishop Jake spoke on God is up to something. And even though oh, yes, sir. You, I saw that sermon. Because, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I had to 
and, and you know, I was just scrolling through YouTube, and I said, I'm going to listen to this because I'm afraid out here, man, owning trucks and not knowing what tomorrow may bring. But I know there's other people out there going through a lot more and a lot worse situations. But even through hard times, just know God has a plan. And if you believe and have that faith and continue to try, he'll most definitely get you through it because I most definitely – most definitely was stressed out getting up this morning head to Atlanta. But that message, that message took a lot of burden off of me, man. And I just wanted to let somebody out there know it and, and know if you continue to try and have that faith in God, you'll get through. You'll get through most definitely. I, 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 I agree with you, man. Bishop T.D. Jakes gets me through all the time, man. That sermon, that was I think that was Sunday's sermon, if I'm not mistaken. Well, it said three days ago, so I'm, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. I missed it Sunday, but, man, I most definitely needed to hear it. And hopefully somebody hear me saying the same thing. God has something planned. He's up to something. That's right. So just keep your That's head right. up. Female, male, right. keep your head up. Most definitely just believe that God will get you through it, no doubt. Well, thank you, That's Angel, right. for Y'all spreading man. that good word for us this morning. You heard something positive, and you wanted to spread that around. So that's what we do. Most definitely. You all have a good day, and I enjoy your weekend. You too, Angel. Yeah, salute, salute to right. Bishop. Bishop said, sometimes God doesn't bless you for you. He's blessing you because of what's going to come through you. Look look at God. Uh, 1-800-585-1051. Call up right now. Get it off your chest. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Do you- this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Good morning. Who's this? Yeah, what's up, sir? Trav, peace, sis. What's happening? What's up to uh, our what? co-host for Get It Off Your Chest, Trav? What's up, Trav? Uh, what's up, ye? How you, boo? Hey, boo. Wait, wait, get it off your here. chest, Trav. Envy is off today. Oh man, see, I had something. I've been thinking about Envy for a while, and I and I've been thinking about him, and I had something for him today because you know what you I have for him, Trav. Ever since Coachella punked him, I've been thinking of a new name for his um, car show because he does not like Drive Your Dreams. I know. I he, know. he really don't be pushing Drive Your Dreams. He just be like, well, my I car show. I got. I thought of something really catchy for him, and I was going to tell him today, but now I got to wait for him to get back. Tell us. I can't say because somebody might take it and try to trademark it. So I got to wait for Envy to get back. You should have trademarked it already, Trav. No, I can't do that to Envy. I'm going to give it to Envy. It's Envy. I'm 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 going to call back when he's there. So now I got to call back tomorrow. Oh, God. All right, Trav. But guess what, y'all? I want to say that. Remember, yeah, I told you that that, that they've been messing with me in my DMs because, you know, I lost my job. Mm -hmm. But I got a new job, y'all. Oh, what you doing now, Trav? Congratulations. Working for the electric company for Pico. Check me out. Ow. Okay, that's oh, dope. Congratulations. That's Thank you. I think Thank you should be working for Peacock. Oh, congratulations, God. Goodbye. though. Goodbye, Charlemagne. Bye. <laughs> what? What? We celebrating. What? Good morning. Who's this? This is Alexis. Alexis, get it off your hey, chest, Alexis. boo. Good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, Angela. Good I just morning. wanted to express Peace, how I've been lately, man. Like, I'm in the military and I'm a mom and a wife and it's been so hard going through depression and anxiety for the last like two years. And I feel like this year has been starting on the right foot. Like I'm finally getting back to myself, growing, knowing what I want in life. And I just want to tell anybody who's going through it, like just get through it and grow because it will not last. Okay. Now, did you, did you do, did you do any work on yourself? Did you start going to therapy? Did you, you know, were you doing anything to heal? 
I started reading more and I actually have been going to therapy consistently for like the last two years. And I also wanted see, to see if I can get a book selling. I got you. I'm going to send you the unapologetic guide to black mental health by uh, Dr. Rita Walker and Anita Kopak shallow, shallow waters. And you know, reading, reading is really good. Uh, reading is really good for your brain. It's really good for your mental health. It's actually a technical term that I can't remember right now, but they say when you lose yourself in a good book, it's been shown to reduce your, your levels of, of stress. So reading is very good for your mental health. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Y'all have a great a, day. You too. You too. Hey, when y'all call up here and y'all tell us that y'all have gotten through, you know, uh, in regards to anxiety or depression or any, you know, mental health issues, tell us how. Don't forget to tell us how, okay? That's very important. Uh, good morning. Who's this? Hello. Hey, this is Amanda with Ian Lovely in San Antonio. Peace, Amanda. How are you, Queen? I'm doing good. Um, I wanted to say first and foremost, thank you, God, for the Breakfast Club. Keep anointing them for speaking to the culture. Amen. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, Miss Angela E, I want to say the first time I read about you was in um, Feminists Don't Wear Pink and Other Lives. Oh, okay. And that was a great compilation book. Yes, ma'am. Ever since then, I've been listening like heavily to The Breakfast Club, and I can't wait for your book. I'm so excited for it. Thank you. DJ um, <laughs> Envy isn't there, but I just bought tickets to his car show and Charlemagne. I got Black Privilege in and um, Setting Boundaries, Find Peace. I'm so excited for this Ooh. book. I'm I really those, love y'all. Those are great reads. My kids too. Man, you really love us. Oh, we love you so much. We appreciate yeah. your support because I don't know if a lot yeah, of people think, know mm-hmm. about that book. Feminists don't wear pink. Oh, it's a great book. Yeah, and um, I turned thirty this month, so this is one of my goals. I will earn this thirty years, and I'm just so excited to be here, like with y'all right now. It's oh awesome. man, she hey, did we, I'm sending you oh, nothing but yeah. positive energy, love, and light, Queen. Yeah, I hope y'all have a great day. And thank thank you so much. Thank you. You made our day you so too. much better. So we appreciate oh. you. All right. Now, see, that's the kind of energy I need to start the day. All right. Now, you, we got rumor report coming up. Yes. And we'll be talking about Tiger Woods. You know, he just got um, inducted into the Hall of Fame, the World Golf Hall of Fame. And he didn't want to cry, but he ended up crying. And we'll tell you why. All right. We'll discuss when we come back. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, well, Tiger Woods was rightfully inducted into the Golf Hall of Fame, so congr- the World Golf Hall of Fame. So congratulations to him. This took place last night at the PGA Tour's new headquarters. And his daughter is the person on stage who actually inducted him, his 14-year-old daughter, Sam. Here she is presenting him as a member of the World Daddy Golf Hall of Fame. About a year ago, you were stuck in a hospital bed at one of your ultimate lows. We didn't know if you'd come home with two legs or not. Now, you're not only about to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, but you're standing here on your own two feet. This is why you deserve this, because you're a fighter. You've defied the odds every time, being the first black and Asian golfer to win a major. Dad, I inducted you into the Dad Hall of Fame a long time ago, but today, I am so proud to present my dad, Tiger Woods, into the World Golf Hall of Fame. Oh, that was so sweet. And he got, of course, very emotional. Um, and, you know, he talked about when he was 14, his family took out a second mortgage. Here is Tiger Woods with his Hall of Fame speech. We took out a second mortgage so I could go out and play the AJJ Tour. So without the sacrifices of mom, 
dude took me all to the teacher golf tournaments. Dad, who's not here, but who instilled in me this work ethic to fight for what I believe in, chase after my dreams. If you don't go out there and put in the work, you don't go out and put in the effort, one, you're not going to get the results, but two, more importantly, you don't deserve it. From there, I turned pro. First thing I was able to do was I was able to pay off that mortgage. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, if, 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 uh, if the, I don't know how many golf hall of fames it is, but Tiger Woods should be in every single one of them. He absolutely should because I can't even. There's only three golfers I can just name off the top of my head. That's Arnold Palmer because of the drink, the iced tea and lemonade. Uh, Jack Nicholas because of the restaurants in the airport, and Tiger Woods. That's it. All right. Well, congratulations to him. Such an emotional night, and he did a lot for the sport of golf. Let's be clear. All right. Now, Stars has given a second season order to PowerBook 4 Force. That renewal announcement was yesterday. The show has very strong ratings. We already told you guys about that. It was the most watched series premiere in Stars history. And so congratulations to them. I know 50 was having some issues with Stars, and but looks like he'll be sticking around, at least for that. I haven't watched Force I haven't watched Force yet, but I will. And uh, I don't want anybody to think that Stars you know, uh, renewed this show because 50 has no problem putting them on blast on social media. They renewed the show because people are watching it. What yeah. 50 said was true. It's like the show has super high ratings. Why haven't they renewed it yet? Well, they said it. they already knew and they already had the writers working on the next season. They just hadn't announced it yet. So, Well, they should have told 50. <laughs> they said this uh, writing, they told the Mr. writer's Jackson. room had been staffed well in advance of the series premiere even. And so I guess all along well, they knew it was going to be another season of it. But Joseph Sakura, who plays who plays Tommy Egan, he is um, the star of Power Book Four Force. He actually is going to Chicago. I've been watching it um, in this new season to try to start his empire there. So that's kind of what this season is about. Now, is there any chance Lala comes back? Uh, pictures as he looks at her. <laughs> pictures of her, but I don't think so. But you know what? Mm, Anything okay. can happen. We never know. All right. And Netflix right. has ordered from Shonda Rhimes and her longtime Shondaland partner, Betsy Beers. They're going to be executive producing an upcoming White House murder mystery series. It's called The Residence. It's an eight-episode drama. It's been ordered straight to series. And it's largely inspired by Kate Anderson Brower's nonfiction book, The Residence, Inside the Private World of the White House. It will explore the realities of America's first families from the point of view of their staffers. So the uh, the synopsis is 132 rooms, 157 suspects, one dead body, one wildly eccentric detective, one disastrous state dinner. Man, this is why high-level consistency is so important. This is why high-level consistent excellence is so important. Because I'm going to watch that show just because Shonda Rhimes is attached to it. Shonda Rhimes don't miss. All right. So I'm going to at least check the show out. All right. And Pete Davidson, they said, is going to be playing Pete Davidson in a new comedy series. And that comedy series is for Universal tele Universal Television. He'll be starring as himself. According to Deadline, it's called Bupkiss. And it's being pitched at streaming services. And he's writing that series uh, with some of his friends, Dave Sirius from SNL, The King of Staten Island, and Judah Miller uh, from Crashing. So specifically, the show would hail from Lauren Michaels' Broadway video, which is under a deal with Universal TV. So, Drop on the clues bombs for my guy, Pete Davidson. Now, who are we going to get to play Kanye West on this show? Hmm. Or do you think we can get Kanye to play himself? What do you think? I don't know. It, anything's hmm. possible, right? 
Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that is your rumor Kanye report. is known for playing. Kanye is known for playing himself. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Yes. Next up, we got we front page back. news. Yes. What we got? What we got in front page news? You. Uh, well, let's talk all kinds of social media things, dating apps. What are some things that are happening to make sure that creators get some credit? And also, if you're trying to date, wouldn't you like if you could get a background check real quick? Well, we'll tell you what app is going to do that for you. All right. We got all that and more on the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. It's the World's Most Dangerous Morning Show, The Breakfast Club. Charlamagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is off today. Now it's time for front page news. Yee, what we got? All right, well, three people have died after they were injured in a Russian bomb attack. That attack was on a maternity hospital in southern Ukraine. Here is what Nancy Pelosi has to say about Russia bombing Ukraine. The assault that Putin has made on Ukraine is an assault on democracy. The news was that they bombed a maternity hospital, killing babies, children, moms. This is the beast that Putin is. All right, now... You know, what's, uh, mm-hmm. what, what's interesting about that is, you know, Russia is denying it bombed the Children's Hospital, and they're saying that those claims are fake news. They said the building was formerly a maternity hospital that had been taken over by troops, and they're saying that's how fake news is, is born. I don't know what's true. I I'm saw a video of women said. all bleeding and injured, leaving the rubble and everything, and they said um, I mean, they th- do know that three people... I mean, those, I mean there is, like... Died I'm not saying seven, that those, those videos are definitely... victims. Yeah, I'm not saying those videos aren't real, but, you know, there is a lot of psychological operations that happen on on social media because you could see a video of that, but it could not be that situation. I don't know what's true and what's not true. I'm just putting both sides out there. Well, the Russian foreign minister also claimed that they did not attack Ukraine at all and that they did not invade Ukraine. So uh, they also were having a meeting. uh, Russia-Ukraine talks about uh, trying to make sure that there were some humanitarian corridors and trying to get a 24-hour ceasefire for people to be able to escape. But those meetings did end without an agreement reached on humanitarian corridors. And according to reports, they are also accusing Russia of bombing the evacuation corridor. So while they have agreed certain places should not be bombed, they've still been bombing those places. So there's no word from the Russian side on that claim from Ukraine right now. All right, now Tinder is going to provide users with the opportunity to run a background check on their matches. So now, uh, you know, usually you go on Tinder, you go on a date, you don't really know anything about somebody unless you Google them. Well, now the program will scour people's public records and alert someone if their match has any prior arrests, any convictions, and as well as notify them if they have registered as a sex offender. So hopefully that can make things uh, somewhat safer. And Instagram has added new tagging options, and that will help credit creators. So that tag, uh, th- those tagging options will give more details about a person, like a photographer, artist, writer, and others who work on content, but they're not always immediately visible unless they're mentioned by the person who actually did the post. So I think that's uh, really helpful. And they also said that that feature was made in direct response to black creators who often feel overlooked or shut out from trends that they create. So now these professional accounts and influencers will get that credit. And that tag was actually made by uh, two black women who work there. So Instagram engineer Cameron Boyd and Alexis Michelle Adeji. She's a data analyst. They work together to address these disparities on Instagram to amplify more black creators and get the influencers to transfer their viral content from TikTok over to Instagram. Because, you know, there's a lot of issues with TikTok uh... not uh, giving credit to black creators. How did that tag and credit uh, turn into money? How did, uh, how, did, how, how did that work? 
Well, I mean, I guess it gives people uh, more attention also because a lot of times you might post something and people be like, I was the photographer, you know, can I get a tag? And so that people want to make sure that when you're highlighting what's happening, there's some people that don't get acknowledged, like makeup artists, maybe a songwriter. So now you can see who's actually doing that work and that actually helps people build up their following and also helps people maybe get more work. Yeah, that's the, that's the next step, you know what I mean? Like, the, the credit is great, but, you know, I, I want to make sure these kids get paid, make sure they get that equity, because, you know, you see them TikTok, them, tic, them white TikTok creators be getting money. Right. This Sponsorships, one is, all types of things. This one is for Instagram, the, this tagging okay, even they, but I mean, they, 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 even they get money, you know, those folks on Instagram get money, and it's, it's usually through sponsorships and endorsements, so I hope that they can lead those black uh, creators on Instagram to the back. And TikTok, since you brought them up, has launched SoundOn. That's a platform to let artists directly upload and monetize their music on that app. So it's an all-in-one platform, they're saying, for music marketing and distribution. You can just put your music up there and get royalties when TikTok creators use your music in their own videos. All right, well, that is your front page news. That's right. And when we come back, we are talking to the good brothers of the Earn Your Leisure podcast. Uh, and they got a guest with them, my man, 19 Keys. They're going to be talking financial literacy. They're going to be talking uh, cryptocurrency. They're going to be talking NFTs. They're going to tell you about, you know, what Joe Biden is doing to regulate cryptocurrency, all of that good stuff. And they do it in such a culturally competent way. So make sure you join us when Earn Your Leisure and 19 Keys come on next on the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is off today. But we got some great guests in the building this morning, man. Our partners, Earn Your Leisure, and my man, 19 Keys. Good morning, brothers. What's, What's going up? on? How are y'all brothers this morning, man? I'm amazing. We're great, man. Anytime we get to be here, we great. Absolutely. What's, what's your slogan? Black and highly favored? Bless black and highly favored, man. <laughs> That's it. All three. That's it. All three. <laughs> and I'm glad y'all here because there's a lot going on, man. And um, I, I don't know if people understand. Uh, what's happening in Russia and Ukraine is definitely going to impact us here. So it's impacting us here. Yeah. So why has the war, you know, how's it been impacting the global markets? I mean, I let everybody speak, but the global market's been down. Mm -hmm. Crypto is down, stocks are down, um, oil's at record highs right now. So it's interesting. You know, we just came back from Europe. We was in uh, London, had a crazy event over there. And, you know, just hearing the world news, I realized that people listen to news a lot more overseas and they do in America. Like mm -hmm. even in Uber, like every Uber is just playing news. They're not playing music at all. They're playing the news. The actual news, not social media. Every 10 channels is the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, it's having, it's having a major disruption. So what's happening now is that inflation is at all time high. So you're probably mm -hmm. feeling inflation right now if you try to buy a car, if you're trying to, mm -hmm. we just talked about bags, everything, the prices is up. It, there's a supply chain dis disruption that's mm -hmm. still like, I'm trying to get a picture frame that took me six weeks to get a picture frame. It took me 10 months to get a couch. It took me a year to get a couch, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's crazy. So then you mix that with, you know, a war that just came out of nowhere, still in a global pandemic. So it's a really a recipe for disaster right now, and, and the markets is definitely feeling it. But interesting enough, real estate is still high. Yes, Real estate is still yeah. doing great. Real estate is still high. Doing, well, yeah. buying is high, but people are spending more for houses. It's and a seller's market. It's a seller's yeah. market. But yeah, but you can, still, you can still get some good deals. But the problem is I'm just nervous that when it does drop, all those people that are paying over right now, what happens to them? Those and that's happened before. Be you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's my fear. When, when, when people, obviously, when, when it's conflicts, obviously people start investing in safe havens, so like bonds, one of those areas. And so when you see bonds going, interest rates will drop. 
And so we see that now, like, interest rates for 30-year mortgage is at 4%, but it's creeping down to 3.85, 3.9. And so when you see, I mean, it's bad that there's a conflict, but there are some sides to it. Like real estate, like you said, that it could be an advantage. Mm-hmm. So like when you, your interest rate drops a quarter percent, that helps you long term so you can refinance and pay less, right? Yeah, now, another thing I wanted to ask, since we're talking about what how Russia and Ukraine is affecting us um, and cryptocurrency, right? And we see that Joe Biden is talking about regulating cryptocurrency. Yeah. This mm-hmm. week, we'll see something. So what does that mean? I mean, it could really mean a multitude of different things, depending on what kind of policy he lay out. Um, right now, we know that they're trying to do the CBDC coin, mm-hmm. where they got the government back when. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to figure out how to do it because it's really complex right now. That if they roll it out the wrong way and they give themselves the power to destroy money rather than just create money, then you can also see things where they have bank runs, where people decide to take their money out, and then the people have more control over monetary policy than the government. So they're trying to figure out how to create it in the best way, where also is unhackable, because what's going on with Russia and Ukraine and everything, it's a different type of war. It's an economic and a currency war that's going on. And that's dangerous for a multitude of different reasons. It's the reason why Russia decided to uh, invest in Bitcoin before everything happened. And they can't touch Putin finances right now because he got them layered and secured behind many different invisible walls. And right now, I think the more dangerous thing for people to focus on is understanding how to diversify the assets. Mm -hmm. You understand me? It's like, if you got your money in crypto and it's down right now, you still want to diversify in gold. You still want to have your money in different commodities because the weed and the oil and everything else is rising right now. And so, you know, we got a mental myopia where we only think short term. But in the long term, it's going to affect us even worse because we're already behind the eight ball so far. So when it comes to crypto, you know, if you go invest in it, you want to either get at the best prices, which is when it really dropped to the lowest and think from a long term standpoint. The daily trading, that works for people who are very professional. They understand the technical analysis of it all. Mm-hmm. And then they can get in and out of that uh, market and be able to make some money. But in the short term, a lot of people go lose a lot of money. You understand me trying to play it and trying to catch and guess what prices are the best ones to get in when they really should be finding less volatile things to invest in because you know you're not gonna know how long this thing will play out mm-hmm. you understand me and so with this new currency war it's creating a completely new global landscape of what money is mm-hmm. like that's the whole thing about what is money right mm-hmm. that's why nfts are going up in value and cryptocurrency is fluctuating and they are trying to figure out what's going to be the best hedge right now but the only hedge right now is diversification. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't guess what's going to be the best. You have to diverse and you have to invest in it all. I want to ask you about uh, the Joe Biden executive order again. Um, see, what, 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 is that, what does that stand CBDC. for? Central Central Bank Digital Coin. Yes. So does that mean it's going to be one form of cryptocurrency? Well, that means that the banks. So right now they already have Central Bank Digital Coins. I think in Nigeria. I think it's in Bermuda. Right. In 2020. Um, so basically the government is entering their own coin. Mm-hmm. The only thing is it's not gonna be backed by anything, right? Mm-hmm. Not even backed by a paper currency, essentially. It's just a digital version of a coin. And <clears throat> Swiss Bank was the first bank that issued out banknotes, right? And they've already said by 2030, they go go completely digital, right? And it's the same thing that's happening in China. And interesting enough, China was the first bank to, or the first country to issue a currency that wasn't backed by anything. Besides, uh, Genghis Khan, grandson, Kublai Khan said that by the issue of death. Like, if you use this or you don't use it, you die. Basically, that's what it was backed by. And so, China already, if you go over there, they almost basically completely digital. Mm-hmm. You understand me? So, interesting enough, Swiss Bank and China will go be some of the first countries that go completely digital. 
And so this country realizes that it's harder for them to police monetary policy to control money without them getting into this digital game. So whatever this policy is, is going to try to give the feds more power to be able to regulate. And then it's going to try to get the government more power to be able to tax, but also try not to stifle innovation because America needs that money coming in right now. Mm -hmm. Because of everything that's happening mm -hmm. right now, they got to think about so many different layers of how we control these issues. Because you got the security risk that goes into creating a CBDC coin as well. If it ever get hacked, that just destroys the economy. Mm -hmm. You understand mm -hmm. me? And quantum resistant hacking is what they have to build in there. But what's dangerous for people, if you get the CBDC back coin, that is not transparent. Now it's a relationship between you and the bank. Mm -hmm. You understand me? But now both of y'all can see it. But then at the same thing, they do KYC, where it's know your customer. But then they can also be biased and decide who doesn't get it and who does get it. So that's dangerous as well because decentralization, the whole point of that was take the power out of the central bank hands. Right. But now it's putting the power back into their hands, and that's not good for the people. But let me ask you a question. When we talk about everything going digital, does that help or does that hurt? Because, you know, you got a lot of people that, you know, cash businesses. You yeah. got a lot of people that, that don't put money in the banks. You got a lot of people that pay things in cash. But now it, it feels like it hurts more of us, our community, because... More of the big communities, you know, they, they know what they're doing. They can make money. They can flip it. They can put money here and not pay taxes on this, not pay taxes on that. But now you got the, the average person, the average Joe Blow that's making money for cash. How does that affect them if they can't use that cash? I think, let me just add my two cents yeah. into that. I'll let you talk about that as well. I feel like um, us as a community, we have a, a bad habit of trying to swim upstream and fight against, you know, a, a, a tidal wave that's coming. Mm -hmm. No matter how we feel about it, this is the future that we're headed into. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that we can really do is prepare ourselves. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. It's never going to be equal. We in America. We black in America. We started off with a 400-year disadvantage. Mm -hmm. We can never expect it to be an equal or fair system. Of course, we got so many disadvantages. But this technology has actually helped to empower a lot of people as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And it could actually be used as a level to level the playing field as well. Right. So I always try to look at things from a more optimistic standpoint as mm -hmm. opposed to being a pessimist. Um, because, yeah, there's definitely going to be some disadvantages. But the good thing about it is that everything that's happening right now, and hopefully we can talk about like NFTs and Web 3.0 and all that, this is a unique moment in history. And I was talking to, to 19 yesterday, and I'm like, this moment in history is so vital, and people need to understand it. It only happens like every couple of centuries. Yeah, when currency we're, changes. Yeah, like, yeah. You know I mean? like we're in a window. It's like a, it's a window when these next five years, if you can educate yourself and get ahead of the curve, you can really, you know, be in the forefront of this thing. If not, you're going to be a digital slave. Yeah. Like, that's the yeah. new plantation. A digital plantation yeah. is not going to be a physical plantation anymore like it was 100, 200 years ago. I always, I always yeah. use the analogy, like, if, if this was a plane that's taken off, right, this new asset class, like you said, doesn't happen very frequently. Our job as a community is to educate as much people as possible so we don't left at the terminal. All right, we're going to build more with Earn Your Leisure and 19 Keys when we come back. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is off today. And we're talking financial literacy with the good brothers, Earn Your Leisure and 19 Keys now. Brother 19, I want to ask you a question. You just sparked a question because you said about how China's mostly digital now, right? And yeah. when I look at this Russia-Ukraine war, I say to myself, none of this makes sense. It's got to be a larger play. China is the wild card. Mm -hmm. What do you what do you think? Well, you know, the relationship between China and Russia, they continuously over the years, you see them getting buddy buddy mm -hmm. because obviously China wants Taiwan. Right. Yep. Russia wants Ukraine and times of contraction. You think expansion. Right. Number one, China has a lot of America's debt. 
right? And at the same time, that means that China doesn't just want America to fall because the money that they have in America falls as well. Mm -hmm. And then the export into China by raising their dollar and their currency up will make it too expensive to be able to get exports from China. So they have to do everything super strategically first before they can just take over that power. But they've been wanting to take over that power since, you understand me, World War II, right? Especially Russia, seeing America rise in power like that. So we've been at war, whether it's a Cold War, Hot War, however you want to call it. Right now, I believe China is already like the largest economy right now, right? They've already essentially won, and America's trying to get back in place, mm -hmm. right? So America is fighting from the downside. And then Russia wants to be able to take over that whole entire space. But at the end of the day, they just, I don't think that they 100% knew how strategic they was going to get with the economic war that they placed on them. But yeah. I'm sure that they have things in place like the moment that they decide that the Russians can't watch Netflix <laughs> and can't <laughs> bank with them, well, they're going to start doing partnerships with China, yeah. right? Strengthening that relationship. Well, let's bank over here. But that gives China more play than anybody because mm -hmm. they're the only ones that really have leverage over Russia and Putin right now. Mm -hmm. So that makes them the biggest power players because they can decide the tide that this thing goes. Yeah, and that mm -hmm. literally happened. So, like, we spoke about this last night. Visa, MasterCard, you've seen, like, this economic, like, ban that's happening with Russia. Mm -hmm. And we spoke about it kind of like we saw MasterCard. Uh, they banned it in Russia and Visa banned it in Russia. The first country to step up and say, yo, you can use it here was China. China. So, so the union pay is now something that you can use inside of that country. So it's interesting, right? Like these little things that nobody's paying attention was the, is the big thing you should be paying attention, mm -hmm. right? Because it's like, all right, everybody's banning it and everybody's like trying to support it. And it's like, all right, well, here's a country that's with the opposition. You can use this here. So like these are the things we got to pay attention, pay attention to long term because like you said, it gives more power to a country that is now and it was on pace to be the, the, the largest economy in the world. Yeah. And and I think we got to start thinking more, like I'm glad we're having this conversation on more of a geopolitical landscape. Mm -hmm. And it's like a lot of times we just so focused on our day-to-day -day lives that, you mm -hmm. know, we don't really care too much about stuff that goes on in our neighborhood outside of that. But, um, you know, our day-to-day -day lives are impacted by what's happening. No, it's, extre it's extremely important. Yeah. And it's like even Russia and China, like they're not necessarily, they don't necessarily have the best relationship. Like they've had kind of a, a rocky relationship, but, you know, it's the old adage, like, you know, an enemy to my enemy is my friend. Mm -hmm. So they look at it like, okay, you know, this is an opportunity to actually work with, you know, a country that could potentially, you know, be a major threat to America and NATO and Europe. And that's an opportunity for them, right? So if you look at China, it's very interesting because you're talking about the real estate play. Like, they've literally buying land all over the world. Everywhere. You go mm -hmm. to Caribbean, Africa. There's no place on the <clears throat> America. There's no place on the world that's that China is not, you know, dominating right now, right? Yep. So, you know, it's a, it's a new age of imperialism where they're not, like, forcibly taking land mm -hmm. how, you know, England did and how Europe did um, hundreds of years ago. But now they're, they're doing it to a point where they're putting these countries in so much debt that like in Jamaica, they they own the airport. They put them in mm -hmm. debt for like fifty years. They gotta like lease the airport back to them, and they doing that all over the the world. So you know, it's extremely important for us to start thinking like this and looking at it from you know a big picture because what happens over there affects us over here, whether we you know believe it or not. And we just can't be ignorant to world politics. And I feel like you know America keeps you ignorant, That's and it, it it make you focus on TikTok dances. They make you focus on rap beef. They make you focus on things that's not really important. And when you travel, you understand that these other countries. It doesn't matter how much money you make, they still tapped in. They still mm -hmm. listening. Like mm -hmm. I said, every Uber driver I noticed that they didn't listen to one music. Mm -hmm. Only thing they listened to was world news. Yep. So you know, it says a lot about the times that we're in, and we got to really like you know play catch up because we behind the eight ball already. Yeah. You know, President Biden is banning um, all Russia's energy imports into the U.S., mm -hmm. right? Who's going to benefit from that? Who's going to step up and 
supply that for America. It's interesting when you look at it because it's like nobody is really clean in this in this world, right? Like nobody's clean. Everybody has some level of dirt on them. So it's like, all right, now you ban the oil coming in from from Russia. So now that just puts OPEC and the Middle Eastern countries in, in a position where they can really monopolize. Mm-hmm. They can raise prices. They can do whatever they want, right? And now we, we under their thumb even more. So it's like, whose thumb are you under? Right, you're under yeah. China's thumb. You're under Saudi Arabia's thumb. Right. You're under Russia's yeah. thumb. Mm. And this is why the electric cars is so, like, that's the that's probably the, the real winner in this whole thing. The EV space is like, it's like, it's only so long that we can rely on natural resources, period. Yeah. You know, now we're talking about solar energy. So now you're talking about Elon Musk, who has the opportunity to be, you know, the first tr- official trillionaire. It might be already paper, trillionaire, yeah. First official trillionaire. On paper, it. because it's like, you know, he, he understood that <laughs> reaching a trillion dollars is not going to be through you know, conquering land and oil, reaching a trillion dollars is going to be through electric cars, taking people mm-hmm. into space. Mm-hmm. These are things that, you know, as you said, you going back to the education, mm-hmm. black people, myself included, I went to college, I got a scholarship to play basketball and I got a communications degree. That happens all the time. Luckily, I'm an entrepreneur. I don't have to rely on that. But there's so too many of us go to school and get liberal arts degrees right. and that doesn't mean anything in today's world it's all about technology it's like you have to really understand what you're learning because you could be learning the wrong thing and it's not beneficial that's yeah, a fact yeah. yeah that's the key word understanding right because you know I, I read a lot I take in a lot of information I don't necessarily understand it you know yeah I yeah. mean that's the key to it all it's, I always say 80% mindset 20% skill set if you got the right mindset you can master any skill set so even with our folks if I'm going to teach them high level technology one thing I teach is learning how to learn you understand me? Like, the older you get or the newer you get, I always say, your brain changes, right? And because we didn't get the right education in school, once we get older, we have bad learning habits, right? And then when we don't learn something, then we reject it. We either get mad at the teacher or mad at the subject itself, right? And we feel insecure within ourselves, so then we look towards distractions. So actually learning how to learn is a way to be able to increase, right, your ability to be able to understand things learning the concept and then the details and understanding like if I'm 30 years old, I can't learn pattern recognition like when I'm 21, right? And then when I get 40, understanding when your brain changes towards wisdom, right? And more so about concepts. So that's why it's harder for older people to understand technology and things of that nature. They try to get the concept because the details not going to input. So understanding that with our people, like being a much more mathematical people, just in a way that we sync with our thoughts, is important and having these high level conversations is important because oftentimes it's great to simplify things, right? But there's so much data loss when you do that, you still don't have a true understanding. That's right. And being a creative learner is something you don't learn in school, right? Mm -hmm. If you teach the child everything, you spoil them of the ability to learn properly. You understand me? And so a great teacher is always gonna leave something out so it leads you to a journey. You gotta be able to investigate and research. They call it research because you search once then you research again. But now we are overly informed society, but we under execute because it used to be a hard where you got to go to a library and get some knowledge. Right. But that's like I got to walk there. I got a library car. I got to take out a book. I got to learn it. I got to bring it back. That's the process. Now you Google something on your phone. There's no work in between that. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you don't appreciate it because mm-hmm. it don't have any mm-hmm. real value. Mm-hmm. And so actually going through the process of learning changes the value that you equate to the things that you learn as well. Right. And so it's like. We could talk about buying assets or like buying, you know, frivolous things. But how many times we spend money on self-improvement, right? And mental improvement. 
And so being able to get our people to focus is probably the biggest thing on the planet right now because mm -hmm. we can't focus. All right, we're going to build more with Earn Your Leisure and 19 Keys when we come back. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee. DJ Envy is off today. But as you know, we always uh, pre-tape our conversations. And today we have Earn Your Leisure and 19 Keys here. So, uh, Envy. Break down NFTs, what NFTs are good, what NFTs are not. What if people want to invest in NFTs, which way they should go, wh where they should be looking. Right. And the same thing with cryptocurrency, because like I was saying the other day, the fact that right now EYL could be like, you know what? I got a cryptocurrency. It's called EYL currency. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can have a currency. 19 keys currency. Charlemagne, the God currency. But what matters? What's worth it? So you really want to look at projects that have real value. Like for me, I want if I'm a buy into an NFT. Right. Number one, I want to look at what is the utility behind it. Mm -hmm. Right. I got a project called Crown Society. It's simple. You buy one of the digital crowns, you unlock a physical crown. Right. Or you get access to a course or a community. That's a simple. OK. How long has Keys been doing this? He's been doing it. He's been selling these crowns for seven years. So why all of a sudden would he risk his business operation by dropping an NFT project that he got rug pull? Right. Somebody that just started a project, they just jump in. Then all of a sudden, they have no business credential behind them, no reputation, no trust, none of those things. That's not a reason that you should buy in. Or you can be honest with yourself because there's first and secondary market when it comes to trading. So now, most of the times, you go get into a good project, they got what they call a whitelist, right? To where you have to buy into or you have to do something that gets you on the list to be the first person that buy, then you can sell to the secondary market, right? If most of the time you're not on that whitelist, you're overpaying for something that doesn't have real value. Right. And probably the most dangerous thing is that we take all of our influence and then we give it away for free almost. Right. When it came to the Board Ape Yacht Club, Invisible Friends or any of these projects, we couldn't wait to go ahead and shill them out to the community. Shilling is the process when you own one and then you're trying to convince everybody else to mm -hmm. buy into mm -hmm. it. Yeah, that's when you see everybody right? turn their meme into it. Everybody <laughs> turn their meme. But they don't realize on the back end, other communities are getting millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. So while we think we jumping into a, a phrase or a, a, a trendy thing, we literally paying somebody else's community, ignoring everybody else. I have yet to see black influencers or creators push out black projects. You understand me? Like, okay, there's real artists, right? Even so, like, with the NFT space, you really don't even want to think about, like, like I said, this is why I don't, don't teach it in the capacity to where it's like, if you have a business right now, you sell a product, you sell a book, right? You sell real estate. Somebody has sold an NFT as real estate, right? Mm -hmm. By connecting the NFT to an LLC that owns the property, mm -hmm. right? So you're not directly buying it, but you're indirectly buying it by getting access to this. And then there's a smart contract that says that the agreement is whoever buys this owns the LLC. And if the LLC owns it, then you buy product on that now. And then they haven't built the platforms to allow every single one of these things to work out. But the way I taught my students was simple. And number one, this is probably one of the best use cases of the blockchain thus far for everybody to tap into. And it's a way for people to earn cryptocurrency, right? Because you only think about buying crypto, you don't think about earning. My brother Slice from Biggest Crypto Play Ever told me that and I ran with it because even during this time, I'm not thinking about trading crypto, I'm thinking about earning, right? So if you have a product right now, I look at the NFT as a product picture, right? And what it unlocks is the product. Right now, if you go on the website and you buy a product, you don't buy the product image, you just buy the product. The NFT is essentially buying the image and the product as well if you get a utility behind it that it unlocks something. So a lot of people right now, I see, you know, the Gary V's of the world and different people, they making hundreds of millions of dollars by tokenizing 
and gamifying their communities. And celebrities and influencers and leaders can all do the same thing if they understood the opportunity that they're missing out on right now. Beyond the scamming and all of that, like that's in every single industry in the world. Mm -hmm. Like you're not gonna take that out. So right now, I think NFTs will go through what they call a cold winter, where a lot of them go drop in value. And I think that's the best time where you can see real projects. Because it's harder to sell out a project by just FOMO. Now people are like, all right, because the community is getting more educated every time they go through a rug pull, every time somebody scam them. Mm -hmm. So they want to see what's the real project, right? We just announced that we're going to be doing a project with EYL where, you know, and I, I can let them drop if they want to drop some utility <laughs> on that. But the simplification is, is that if you already sell a product, why not sell it on the blockchain? Number one, uh, there's no refunds or chargebacks on the blockchain. So I know a lot of people like that. You understand me? But number two, right now you have a connection between all your customers and also become a membership. And you can start setting up that secondary royalty system, which I know the the labels and the music industry has messed up so many people over yeah. the years from. And our industry as well. So we can't really afford to ignore these things, especially if we want to talk about building wealth and taking technology as a way to be more effective in the way we go about doing it. Because we too far behind that if we do everything that everybody else does, we still lose. That's real. Listen, hold on, before they go, I want y'all to talk about uh, South by Southwest activation. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. so you want, you want to start it? Yeah, yeah the it. biggest. It's going to be the biggest thing on South by Southwest history. Why, why are you saying the biggest? I, I don't want anybody to be offended. We saying we are the biggest? Because that's how we feel. This is a belief I mean, system in that. What you want me to lie to you? I ain't gonna lie to you. Shout out to Joe. But here's the thing, right? Like we spoke about creating our own marketplace, creating our own platforms. Yeah, that's true in the crypto space. But we almost it's looking at it like an inspiration, right? Like that's what we've done with a media company. Like we've started our own thing. We didn't see anybody doing what we were doing, and we're gonna do the same thing in in um, in the NFT space and the crypto space as well. And that's why we, you know, we we saw 19 keys and we're like, listen. This guy is part of the solution, mm. right? And so when we talk about Definitely. the biggest as far as EYL Network, there's a reason why, you know, we, we looked at him and said, look, we got to add him to our network. So I, I just want to talk about high-level conversations. His, uh, his show that's going to be debuting on yeah, our network uh, on the 19th of all, all days. It makes sense, March 19th. But that South by Southwest is is, is a, a activation, uh, kind of like how we did at Art Basel, where we brought together music, culture, fashion, education, technology all in the same place. And uh, we had the, the luxury of speaking to to, to, to TJ Khaled. Uh, we spoke to the, the team from FaZe Clan. We spoke to Sean, the Honorable Sean Barrow. Um, and so South by Southwest, it was just like, all right, this is another situation where we can combine all those things. They already have the media component. They have the music component. Shout out to our team at, at Ally and our United Masters team. And we're going to do it again. Uh, so we're going to be talking about Web 3.0. We're going to be talking about NFTs and crypto. And we're also going to be talking about the economy and stocks. Uh, and then obviously the music component, we're going to be highlighting that as well. We got Toby um, coming up and pulling up on us and he's going to be performing and can we talk about who we're going to be interviewing? Yeah, it's a, it's a unique situation that we've been able to curate kind of a Marvel universe of financial literacy and, um, you know, give them, you know, platforms and empower them. Like, you know, nobody heard about Wall Street Travel before he came on. You know, um, whether it's Ian Dunlap, Master Investor, you know, we have the opportunity to bring 19 Keys up here. So, you know, it's our obligation to not just be selfish and, and keep our, our resources to ourselves, but to actually help because these people actually have information that they taught us. He was the first person that told, told me about NFTs. 
Um, so, you know, it, it's only right that we we share that platform. And that's what we're doing. South by Southwest, you know, the first time ever we're going to put Wall Street Trap and Ian Dunlap on stage together. Ooh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's going to be dope. We got John Henry, who we invested in his company. Shout out to John. We're going to be interviewing. We're going to be talking to Bun B. And he's going to be performing. Oh, DJ God. Michael Watts is going to be DJing uh, Toby Wigway, um, the hottest independent artist, one of the hottest artists, period. So you know, that's, what, that's what it's about for us, man, just kind of pushing the limits, doing things that's never been done before, and especially like you think about financial literacy. It's like, you know, we really just baking, breaking the, the boundaries of what you thought financial literacy was. Like yeah. whether we go to London, 2,000 people out there in London. And now we, we did South by uh, South. We're doing <laughs> South by Southwest. And yeah. we got a bunch of other stuff. So, But before I leave, I, I have to give gratitude. Shout out to DJ Envy, who was a major inspiration for us. We kind of followed a lot of his blueprint. He was the first person that I, I actually saw that had thousands of people for financial literacy. And that was amazing to me. So that was definitely a motivation and inspiration for us. And he's the first person that came on our platform that was a real celebrity. Um, and he came on Market Mondays also. And shout out to you. I'm very inspired by what you're doing in the media world. I look at you as one of the most influential people in the world, not just in our culture, in the world. Right. I don't even think I don't Thank even think you, you fully understand how influential you are. You're extremely influential. Yeah, what they say? Yeah, they we say in London. They, they say, look, if Charlemagne does something, the city's sh shutting down. You Yo, come to London, and everybody so, has to come. Eighty, 80 percent of the people that we met in London said, "Yo, I found yes. you on the Breakfast Club." <laughs> so yeah, your platform is extremely powerful. And uh, Angela Yee has always been doing her thing for years. And First time I met her was in Detroit. She didn't get up when Not I, Chicago, Chicago, Chicago. I tried to shake her hand. She was sitting down, but it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. But she she's doing her thing for so long, and and just watching her growth as well has been extremely inspiring. From you know doing the, the juice bars to doing the financial literacy mm -hmm. thing on the world. So watching all of you guys come together and putting your ego aside and making this thing work because I know it's not easy working with each other for for this long is extremely inspiring for us to be in amongst presence of people that's in the radio hall of fame mm -hmm. that's something that's an extremely you know big accomplishment too many times in our community we we downplay our accomplishments to somebody dies nobody gets the recognition that they deserve yeah. until they die so just wanted to give your guys flowers while yeah. you still yeah, living hall of fame and i hope y'all know fame. how important y'all are too man you know <laughs> what i mean i love everything that y'all are doing y'all are so necessary like we've been waiting for this type of leadership in the black community culturally for a long, long, long time, man. So salute to y'all and always yeah, introducing absolutely. us to people like 19 yeah, yeah, Keys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good to meet you, brother. Time yes, coming. sir. All right. Well, there you have it. It's 19 Keys, the brothers from Earn Your Leisure. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, the Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is off today. Salute to those good brothers from Earn Your Leisure and my man 19 Keys. Drop one of the clues bombs for those brothers, man. They so necessary, so necessary. Now let's get into the rumor report. We're talking Nicki Minaj. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. All right, well, Nicki Minaj did a sit down with Joe Button and she addressed a lot of different things. Now she talked about being pregnant and having writer's block. I also went through um, writer's block, severe writer's block. After the baby? During the pregnancy. During the pregnancy. You was writing a bunch of whack Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I wasn't even writing anything. I was trying and I wouldn't have no ideas. I think I think I was too worried about the baby or like it just I was just on online Googling and YouTubing uh pregnant women all day. Like, oh what did they do? How did they do you know? How long did it take you to get acclimated or get out of writing? Well, 
I came out of writer's block with seeing green. All right. And then she. That's acceptable, right? Yeah, she that's had other great. things on her mind. She was pregnant. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Now, another thing that she talked about was wanting to collaborate with Kanye on doing the female Yeezys. I'm about to do something. And um, he was like, well, if I did something with you, my wife probably wouldn't love that idea because I would have, I should be giving that to my wife instead, you know? Um, if I was doing like um, a female version of Yeezys or whatever, it would probably mm. should go to my wife. And I, I understood this. How are you going to tell somebody about their uh, husband or wife? Yeah. <laughs> so I said, okay. But we have to be careful like that when we put those things out there and when a door is open that we do, you know, figure out a way to have another black face there. Okay. Well, it can happen now because Kanye and Kim not married anymore, right? They definitely are not. <laughs> All right, and another thing she talked about was Little Kim. You know, everybody's always ears perk up when you hear Nicki Minaj, Little Kim. Well, she actually gave Little Kim props. Here's what she had to say. The same way I feel I should have already been on the cover of American Vogue, so should Little Kim. If we being if we being all the way a thousand, mm -hmm. if this is what your magazine represents, influence. Then how do you not? How do you not? If, if we be honest, because every single any female rapper, when we when myself or little Kim goes on the internet every day, we see our influence. So I'm not I'm not gonna say it's about me only, right? And not and not give that woman her just due about what she did. Okay. All right. Yeah, I don't know anything about Vogue, but uh, if the premise of that conversation is that you know how influential Kim and Nicki are, yes, yeah, I agree with that. Especially with fashion and what people are you know doing from your hair to your clothes to everything. All right, and Nicki Minaj also really was honest about getting ass shots. Here's what she had to say. You know, it wasn't acceptable to have um, surgery at all or anything, even though. And at that time, I, I had never had surgery. I had ass shots, which till this day, I realize even what I did and even with me not consulting with anyone to do something like that, how insane that was. And actually what happened was I was I kept on being around Wayne and them. And all I would hear them talking about is big butts. <laughs> and I didn't feel complete or good enough. That's very honest because you don't know what you say it's, around it's people, how honest. it affects them. That's how I feel when women be talking about big penises. That's why I ordered Magna RX pills out the back of the sauce, you know, or double XL back in the day. But I, the difference I, I is that people means. aren't going to see it, you know, as you're just walking around in everyday life. It's not like, you know, only a, a the select is, few will see that. It's not The difference is there is no surgery for us. There is. It just is okay. more dangerous. That's the difference. It can, and it only will add a, like a couple of inches. Now she also talked about Little Wayne um, making jokes about her. I think they say stuff sometimes jokingly. Jokingly. When it's from someone like Little Wayne, it matters. You know, like so. Even if they're joking, they don't know that the person that is there in that room with them is not finding it funny. So where they might have been playing with me, probably thinking, oh, she, here, she's confident, she's good in her own skin, da da da, da. They don't know probably that I, that I always had that insecurity. Mm -hmm. So they're just joking. They didn't mean any harm, but it wasn't a joke to me. You know, I was laughing, but I didn't find it funny. There you go. All right, well, that is your rumor report. That was Joe Button and Nicki Minaj on The Breakfast Club. Yes, Now, Charlamagne, you got Donkey of the Day coming up? 
I do. And uh, Donkey today for after the hour is going to uh, Bank of America. Uh, in particular, the Bank of America on West Paces Ferry Road near OK Cafe in Atlanta that uh, got my man Ryan Coogler hemmed up. We'll discuss. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yes, the breakfast club, bitch. Who's donkey of the day today? Yeah, I got a lot of thoughts on this one. Uh, donkey of the day for Thursday, March 10th, goes to Bank of America. In particular, the Bank of America on West Paces Ferry Road near OK Cafe in Atlanta. Uh, I got the location from an article I read on the Atlanta Journal-Constitution website. Article was written by my man Rodney Ho. Drop on the clues bombs for Rodney Ho and the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Salute to y'all. Now, what did the Bank of America on West Paces Ferry Road in Atlanta do? Well, they caused black men all over the world's primary stress hormone cortisol to surge like the Omicron virus did last fall. Okay, when we saw them handcuffed and detained movie director Ryan Coogler. If you haven't been on social media in the last day or so, then you may not have heard what happened to Ryan Coogler. Well, let's go to CBS 46 for the report, please. Police body cam shows the moment famed Hollywood director Ryan Coogler was put in handcuffs attempting to withdraw money from his own account. Don't freeze. I never freeze. Coogler, director of the award-winning Black Panther movie, is in Atlanta filming the sequel. Police say he was detained at the Bank of America on West Paces Ferry after passing an employee a note reading, I would like to withdraw $12,000 cash from my checking account. Please do the money counter somewhere else. I'd like to be discreet. But the moment the teller pulled up the account, Bank of America says it signaled an alert and prompted her and her manager to call 911, suspecting a robbery. When I asked some questions, she just point at the note, look at the note. He might just want to be discreet, but I have police around. Yeah, I mean, he might, but it just, it just ain't weird. Mm, 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 mm. Ryan Coogler, Let, let's forget who Ryan Coogler is for a second. Let's forget that he's a, you know, famed Hollywood movie director because at the end of the day, he's just a man, a black man who had a checking account at Bank of America, who had all his proper ID, was breaking no laws, okay? So what? He had a mask on, all right? A mask and glasses. The CDC says, you know, you don't need a mask indoors. He still had one on because why not? <laughs> Everyone says mask mandates indoors are up to us, up to our discretion. So he made a choice to wear his. Ryan has enough street smarts to know also that the wolves are out. Okay, folks are starving in these streets. The gap between the haves and have-nots is wide. So he writes a note for the bank teller, who I heard was black, by the way. Um, but hands the note to the bank teller. The note simply says, I would like to withdraw $12,000 cash from my checking account. Please do the money counter somewhere else. I'd like to be discreet. Now, yes, it was a note. Everybody keeps saying it was a note, but he actually wrote it on the back of a withdrawal slip. I don't think I've ever written on the back of a, a withdrawal slip, but I'm just going to assume Ryan Coogler actually filled out the withdrawal slip in the front as well. Even if he didn't, it's still a withdrawal slip. So from there, the bank teller has a procedure to follow, correct? They usually ask for ID and tell us to put our debit cards in, and then they run us our money. I don't even believe the bank teller ever read the note. Impossible. First line tells you everything you need to know. I would like to withdraw 12000 cash from my checking account. I repeat, I would like to withdraw 12000 cash from my checking account. Instead of running to tell your boss and contacting the police, how about run this man's name and account number first? 
How hard is that? My brothers, I'm talking to y'all right now. Just black men. When you watch this video, you know exactly the type of pain Ryan Coogler is feeling in that moment. You can taste the trauma that Ryan Coogler is experiencing. When I talk about the cortisol surging in your body, I'm talking about that thing that lets us know we're in danger. All right, that, that, that Tom Holland, no way home spider sense. And yes, I meant to say no way home because in moments like that, that's how it feels. Like there is no way home. I'm not making it out this situation alive when it's me against the police. And it's such a psychological fight with your body and mind when you have interactions with the police like that because automatically when you feel that kind of danger, your body says fight or flight. You can't do either against the police. So you're forced in that moment as an innocent man trying to make a legal transaction at a bank, you are forced in that moment to deal with the increased blood pressure and heart rate, the muscle tension, feeling like you got, feeling like you got to poop and throw up at the same time. Okay, you have to deal with all that in the moment. And here's the other thing. And you got to try to keep a level head to even talk to these officers. How am I supposed to have a regular interaction with you, a regular conversation when I'm having a panic attack? If you watch the video, dude walked up behind Ryan Coogler, the, the officer with his gun out. Who knows what the officer in front of him was doing? See, y'all saw that video and y'all was thinking Black Panther. I saw the silly jokes online like uh, this would have never happened in Wakanda and what kind of discrimination is this? Well, guess what? When I saw that video, I wasn't thinking of Black Panther at all. I was thinking of another Ryan Coogler directed film based off a true story, Fruitville Station, the story of Oscar Grant. Okay, when Oscar Grant was detained by police and while he was in handcuffs laying on his stomach, and officer Johannes Marcel pulled out his pistol and shot him in the back. See, bank teller, your fear of this man, uh, whatever your perception of this man was, could have led to him being killed. Not for anything he did wrong, but because of whatever you was feeling. I cannot believe that in Atlanta, a place where there's quite a few black people getting money, this man trying to withdraw $12,000 from your account, from his account, caused him to re caused you to react in this way. But it's a shame that I, as a black man, have to be thankful that Ryan Coogler wasn't killed. I'm thankful that he wasn't killed, but it's a shame that that's what I have to be thankful for, because that shouldn't be the bar. All right. Thankful that Ryan Coogler wasn't killed shouldn't be the bar because he should have never been in that situation. And I don't want to hear anyone say, well, it's better for the bank teller to be safe than sorry. Um, excuse me. Being safe would have been running his account, checking his ID. That's how you keep everyone safe, because what you did, bank teller, might have been safe for you in the bank. But it damn sure wasn't safe for Ryan Coogler and, and his people. OK, now, can we listen to the interaction between Ryan Coogler and the police? Can we listen? Come here, favor, man. Come this way. Put your hand behind your back. Got it. Got it. Is there any reason y'all doing this, bro? Give me one second. Yeah. What's going on, my man? Trying to pull money on my arm. You said what? Yeah, what's This your phone? Yeah, sir. You have ID on you? I, I got I got everything on me. Where? With the, with the, thing, with the thing I'm trying to explain to you right now, sir. You know, you not listening to me? I'm listening. You come on my right side, I got a badge on hanging off my hanging off my head. My work badge. Yeah, it'll tell you everything about me. And if you just run my name, you understand why you should take me off these cuffs. Say what? Mm. Somebody take my glasses off my face. I'm gonna have a panic attack, bro. Mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. My forehead sweating as I hear that. I understand every single one of those struggles. I've done those same things when I go to the bank and take out large amounts of money. Large amount for me is $200, okay? Yes, $200, that's a large amount to me, all right? 
I say to the teller, hey, I want to make a withdrawal. And then I write it down. Not to mention, I try to go to the bank at times. I know nobody will be there because I, too, do not feel safe as a black man having large amounts of money. So those times I need to have a large amount of cash, $200, I do the same type of methods simply because we don't feel safe. We as black men never feel safe. I got stopped by the police at 5 in the morning in the backwoods of New Jersey a couple weeks ago. I immediately turned down my Bishop T.D. Jake sermon I was listening to to get my day started, and I called my wife. In my mind, I'm calling my wife so she can just be there for comfort, record the interaction. But you want to know another reason I called my wife? The reason I keep trying to suppress and don't want to think about because, you know, your thoughts do become things. In my mind, it's a slight chance I'm thinking, I was thinking, this could be my last moments on earth. That's just how it is when you have those kind of interactions with the police as a black man. You heard that brother Ryan Coogler say he was having a panic attack. That is us as black men every time we have an interaction with the police. So, Mr. Officer, I know you're looking at us, you know, uh, saying something's wrong. We acting suspicious and we acting weird. No, Mr. Officer, why are you acting weird with me? Okay. And by the way. I'm not even all the way mad at the police in this situation. I can't believe none of y'all brothers uh, who were police officers, I can't believe y'all didn't know who Ryan Coogler was, but they was just responding to what they thought was a bank robbery. My issue is with the bank teller in the Bank of America on West Paces Ferry Road near OK Cafe in Atlanta. Now, I don't know what legal ramifications can happen in a situation like this. I don't know what the punishment should be you know, for the bank teller, but wouldn't you say this is some type of malpractice? This is no way to treat customers of your bank. Proper procedures couldn't have been followed here. You shouldn't be allowed, you know, to cause this kind of trauma to a human and nothing happens. I don't have the solution, okay? This is, this is out of my wheelhouse of information, but I am, you know, here to highlight the problem. And whoever out there has a solution, for the love of God, Let's figure this out, because this can't stand. Please let Remy Ma give the Bank of America on West Paces Ferry Road near OK Cafe in Atlanta the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. You stupid motherfucker. You dumb. Time to close that account and take all my money elsewhere. Oh, I'm sure, Ryan. I'm definitely sure Ryan Coogler's doing that. But I, I, should more people do that? Like, I don't know what the, what the consequences of this should be, but I know an apology... It's simply not enough. All right. Well, thank you, Charlemagne, for that donkey of the day. Coming up next, we do have Ask mm -hmm. Yee. Call us up right now, 800-585-1051. If you have any questions, you need advice on anything, it could be finances, relationships, friendships, work, entrepreneurship. Call us up right now, and I got you. The Breakfast Club. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Well, the question is that I had, I'm dating a, uh, I'm 46, he's 30 years old, and we've been having, you know, intimate relationship, but every time we have an intimate relationship, an intimate, you know, relationship, she uh, goes on a, like a two vacation, then calls back, you know, it's just frustrating, and I really like her. So wait, how old are you and how old is she, you said? I'm 46, he's 30. Okay, and she just leaves and goes on vacation? Are you giving her money? Oh, that's why I went the first time. That's why, you know, it was a wrap. She thought I was treating that, and she called, uh, gets through. So I need more than this. That was after the relationship, and I'm like, helped her out a little bit, and after that, then the second time, she pulls it again, and I give her zero. Okay, so she was trying to get some money out of you the second time, but the first time you did do it. 
yeah, first time I did do it because she, you know, she had kids or whatever. But I was like, you know, the second time I'm like, you know, this you know, trick daddy, you know. So after the second around, time, you, I'm not after the second time when you didn't give her any money, have you spoken to her since? No, she blocked her number. That was she did. Okay, well, it looks like she was looking at you as somebody that was going to finance her uh, travels and help take care of her yeah. financially. And now that you're not doing it, she's out. Yeah, I get you. I get you. So, I mean, at least you know what it is, right? You could either have chosen to hit it every now and then and pay to play or, you know, do what you did, which is say no money. And that means no vagina. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, move on because, you know, gas too high to be tricking out. <laughs> All right, I feel you on that. Well, at least you knew early and you didn't. How much did you give her? Uh, I only gave her 60. Okay, so it was a $60 lesson for you. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, good good luck. I hope you find somebody that loves you for you. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, ask ye 800-585-1051 It's the Breakfast Club, good morning Here's some real advice with Angela Yee It's Ask Ye. Okay, so I have an issue I need to let you know if I'm going crazy Okay So me and my baby's father of five years So we have a son together, he just turned one His other baby mama She's pregnant now Claiming that it's his His mother is going crazy like, she's planning baby showers, trying to plan gender reveals, like, doing everything. None of this was done for me when I was pregnant. Okay. And I'm like, why Like, why are you having this energy towards this person that he's no longer with? Like, even with the kids, you can tell the difference how she treats mine and how she treats, you know, their kids together. And I'm, like, trying to figure out why. Like, I'm try to be nice i try to give gifts you know around holidays i try to always do you know the extra mile but it's like not nothing like she doesn't like me i guess that's the case Mm -hmm. i I don't know if i'm just going crazy should i just like let it go but it's kind of putting a strain on me and his relationship so let me ask you this so he's you guys are still together right now yeah but he has a baby on the way with his other baby mom that's what she's claiming i don't believe it but it's possible (laughs) Could be, girl. I'm confused. So <laughs> me too. So I'm what like, are you gonna okay. do if this baby is his? I, well, we're gonna have to find other means to take care of the kids because we can't be together. And you know, it's already stressful with the two that they have, and it's just not gonna work. So you're okay with the fact that did he cheat on you? That's what I don't know. He he's saying like. Standing on it, I did not cheat on you. She's trying to make you mad, like, and she's done this stuff before, so that's why I'm kind of confused because she's just like one of those crazy baby mamas. Or, or so he says, because he doesn't want y'all to know each other and speak to each other. Right. So, girl, this sounds a little crazy to me because he, this may be his child, and but he's claiming up and down that it's not. If it is, he's a liar and a cheater. Yes, and then his mother, and I'm like. You, I don't know if you have something to do with it because you just in on it like extra. That's her homegirl. Look, yeah. all I can say is don't drive yourself crazy trying to force other people to like you. 
or trying yeah. to force other people to accept you. If she chooses to, great. If she doesn't, that's not on you. Your relationship is not with her. Your relationship is with him as a co-parent. And we also don't know what he got going on. And truthfully, this whole situation seemed a little sneaky. The fact that it's possible, the fact that his mom is doing these things and he's not telling her. Did he tell his mom that's not my child? He said it. You heard him say he it. He said it. He told her, yes. And she's like, well, I think otherwise. And just, just like, that's her, that's her friend friend. So whatever she says, she's going with Yeah, and in a situation like that, you can't win. You can't make her not want to be cool with the other baby mom and like you more and all of those things. They probably talking about you and all of that. Just all I can say is just be cordial. You know, have as little conversation as necessary. Be yourself, but don't concern yourself on what the mom's relationship is with the other woman or any of that petty stuff. You got a child to raise. That's your main priority, focus, and concern. All this other stuff is just extra. You focus on that, making sure your child is loved, cared for, knows, you know, you're the mom. And whatever your relationship is going to be with him, you know, that remains to be seen. We're going to see if he's telling the truth or if he's lying. But this is a lot of drama for you to have to deal with. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> it really is. And he don't, it seems like he don't got it under control at all. He doesn't. And that's what makes me very mad. Like, it always sets me off. Because I'm like, handle it. Like, handle it. Mm-hmm. It can be all seeds if you just handle it. But it's just like, I'm always the one handling it. So I'm look like, I always look like I'm overstepping my boundaries. Yeah. yeah, you shouldn't be in that position. You should not have to do that. Yeah. And he shouldn't put you in that position. You should be there if she's really a liar and a crazy person, like you said. You should be there to support him. But he can't even allow you to have to to have to deal with that. That's on him. Right. He got to right. protect you and your child. You're very right. And I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going crazy because everybody I explained it to, they're like, are you tripping? Just calm down. She don't like it. It's fine. Like, if she don't, like, it's fine. No, it's not fine because y'all not in the situation. So y'all don't know. <laughs> right. But again, you can't force it. The more you try to force it, the worse it's going to be. Just yeah. do your thing. Be cordial. Don't let anybody get you out of character. But you don't have to kiss nobody's ass. Right. That is right. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right. Praying for the best for you. Thank you. All right, it's The Breakfast Club, and coming up next, we got the rumor report, and we'll be talking about Kim Kardashian and the new Hulu show. The Breakfast Club. Hey! This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor, rumor. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. All right, well, that reality show, The Kardashians, is coming April 14th, and they said that new episodes will be released every Thursday. Now, Kim Kardashian did say that she's open to talking about Pete Davidson, and you will understand how they met, who reached out to who, how it happened, and all the details that everybody wants to know as far as her new romance. Khloe uh, Kardashian is going to be addressing some of that drama she's had with Tristan Thompson. She said, I wish I never had to talk about that because it's not a fun thing to talk about, but it is a part of my journey in life, so we will see it on the show. Now, one thing that people were upset about, they did not like what Kim Kardashian had to say about work. Here's what she had to say. For women in business, get your ass up and work. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. You That's have to, so true. You have to surround yeah. yourself with people that want to work. Have a good work environment where everyone loves what they do. 
There were a lot of people responding to that on Twitter. So that O'Brien said, also, be born rich really helps. Jamila Jamil said she came up from the mean streets of Beverly Hills with very successful parents, step parents, but in a much smaller mansion. A true grind and inspiration, a Photoshop icon. All of that may be true, but what that got to do with what she actually said? <laughs> like, 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 like most things online, I don't understand the backlash. Is it because you don't like the messenger? Because the message applies to us all, and, and work doesn't look the same for all of us. The work that a construction worker is doing today is different than the work an attorney is going to be doing today, but it's still work. The work someone in the military is doing differs from the work someone in college is doing, but it still works. But it yeah, still I works, think, so I, I don't... I think part of it, it is that she's saying um, for women in business, you know, get your ass up and work. A lot of women are working and working several jobs and didn't come from any type of money and they might have a lot of responsibilities to hold down in their household. And so, you know, it's not that people yeah, aren't she's working. Talk, she's, yeah, but she's talking to the ones who aren't. Like, like these are messages that we say all the time. Like, like Diddy will get online and say these kind of messages all the time. If you don't work, you don't eat. Get your ass up. Khaled will be like, you know, I'm up working while you sleeping and drooling on your pillow. I think it's just because people don't like the messenger. Well, like, I think it's on. more than that. She like, also said it seems like nobody wants to work these days. And then she said have a good work environment where everyone loves what they do because you have one life. No toxic work environment. <laughs> like and there's the and there's a lot of people who work at places because they simply right now have to pay the bills and don't have a choice and have responsibilities. It's not as easy as somebody saying, I'm only going to do what I love. Sometimes it's not possible at that time, at that moment. It sounds great, but everybody does have yeah, a different experience. All- but we all talk about the work environments that we're in. If we are in a toxic work environment, we try to change that atmosphere. We try to change that environment. We've been having these conversations for the past few years about changing the work environments. I think it's just because people don't like the messenger. Because well, her message wasn't wrong. I'll tell you what Dan Price had to say on Twitter. He said, Kim K is one of the hardest working people out there, but hard work is not a very good predictor of success in business. For every success story, there are 100 other people working two jobs and living paycheck to paycheck. So it's not all so just hard t- work. So she definitely had uh, more of an advantage than the average person. Yeah, but that has nothing to do with her message. you telling me, Angelique, that you've never spoken to a group of kids and told them that they got to work hard. Yeah, it comes with a lot of sacrifices. But I wouldn't tell them that they're not working hard and get off your ass and work because nobody wants to. I wouldn't say that. But we do, <laughs> we do say things like that about people. We'd be like, yo, that person ain't working. Or that person ain't working hard enough. Or these kids nowadays don't want to work. We do say things like that. You know, but I do know a lot of people who work really hard and just haven't achieved the success. And so it's not necessarily hard work always equals the success that you want to have because sometimes you make a lot of sa- I know people who have sacrificed their careers to raise their family and to support their husband. I've seen all of that. So I don't think that, it's that a one true. size fits all. That is true. Success is subjective, but I just think in this case, people don't like the messenger because Khaled will get online today and tell everybody that he's up while you drooling on your pillow. Y'all ain't working hard enough. Y'all ain't going to outwork me and nobody will say nothing. Yeah, I think sometimes when it comes from a place of privilege, it's harder for people to take it. It's like, okay, you you know, you grind it from your mansion in Beverly Hills to get a bigger mansion. But I will not deny the fact that she definitely does do a lot and does work hard. So, you know, it's a very nuanced conversation. There's a lot of different things at play. Yeah, like I said, yeah. Like I said, like I said, work looks different for everybody. And shout out to Nick Cannon. Uh, news has broken that his talk show was canceled after just six months on the air. Now, at first, it was talk of him replacing Wendy Williams, but then they're saying his uh, viewership was not that high. 
And they said the sh- uh, show just showed no signs of growth, according to sources. So I'll actually be talking to Nick Cannon today. I'll be on his show live today. And, you know, Nick, whenever I go on, is ready to discuss anything. So this is definitely something you should tune into because I'm sure we'll talk about it. All right. And yeah, I don't um, think Nick Cannon, I don't think I don't think Nick got a fair shake because yeah, six, six months, months is not long enough. You got to give somebody at least a year. Like you can't give somebody six months and, and you know, expect them to have a hit daytime talk show. Now, it's great if it does, if it does hit in six months. But if not, you got to give them at least a year, man. OK, but we'll find out what happened, like I said. And I'm sure there's some more things that we don't know about. So we'll hear it from Nick Cannon himself. All right. I'm Angela Yee. And that is your rumor report. People's Choice Mix up next. Oh, I don't know. Yes, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy is off today. And I got to salute the good brothers of Earn Your Leisure. Make sure you download the Earn Your Leisure podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. And make sure you check out, you know, all the podcasts on the Earn Your Leisure network, man. They got so much, you know, dope content and so many dope people that they've introduced the world to, like Wall Street Trapper, like my man 19 Keys, like my man the master investor Ian Dunlap. So salute to those brothers, man. I love them. They are very, very, very necessary, man, having those culturally competent financial literacy conversations in our community. So salute to them. All right. Yes. Shout out and, to them. And, and also, too, man, I really hope uh, for America's sake we are really in an endemic and we are really on the other side of this COVID thing because I see some experts saying another variant is on the way. Well, I can't tell. <laughs> okay, because America is wide open, and um, I guess America is still acting like it's the end of the world in regards to COVID. Uh, and yesterday, President Biden had an emergency aid package for COVID, $15.6 billion that was going to be focused on getting more tests, more vaccines, more treatment. It got dropped from the spending bill yesterday because they had disputes on how to pay for it. But yet on the same day, an emergency aid package for Ukraine was passed through the House, $13.6 billion in military and humanitarian assistance to Ukraine. So once again, when it comes to America finding money for its own, they don't know how to pay for it, but they can find it for other countries. Makes zero sense to me, but hey, it's above us now. And we come back, we got the positive note. It's The Breakfast Club. What's up? It's The Breakfast Club. As you know, DJ Envy is not here today, but he will be on Talk Shop Live tonight at 8 p.m. It's the first live streaming social selling online network for anyone, anywhere to sell almost anything. So make sure you guys check him out. Now, Charlamagne, you got that positive note? I do. The positive note is simply this. Uh, It's okay to grow so much that nobody knows who you are anymore. Don't look to the approval of others for your mental stability. If you're rejected, move on. Don't shrink yourself to fit the person you've outgrown. Live in your purpose. Live in your truth. Be your higher self. Salute to change your perception on Instagram. I love that quote. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 